Welcome everybody to Letter Now, a podcast where we nurture the hand lettering masters of tomorrow, today. My name is Martina Flor. I'm a lettering artist, author, educator, and the host of this show. And today's episode, it's about how to define your success as an artist. In this, pod in this podcast, I normally have a guest to help me answer questions from the audience and from our listeners. And this time I'm here all uh, by myself. Actually, I'm here with Elias, who is always producing this podcast and broadcasting direct, um, live on YouTube. Um, and today I'm We are actually broadcasting this directly and live on YouTube. And I will be speaking about this topic and also answering questions that might come up on the chat. So I will be always looking um, on the chat. And if you have any questions, you can just drop them there. And um, I will answer them as we move along the episode. So on this episode, I will speak about a few ways of validating your work. And at the end, I will share with you a few techniques that you can use to document your progress and define your success as an artist. So today I would like to kick off this conversation by first, you know, before I actually answer or I actually share all the things that I have to share with you today, I want you to start asking yourself, like close your eyes and ask yourself, how do you define success. And I want you to think of the last time you felt successful or that you succeeded at doing something, whatever that is. If you did something um, in your work um, that you felt proud of, or you did something good at your job, or you did something good with your family, what was that? How was that feeling? Um, and when was the last time that you felt successful? So just to give you a little bit of context, many of our listeners are creatives and we put a lot of ourselves in our work. And oftentimes our work or our output is a measure of success. So how am I doing with my work? How good it is, you know, how good it has become over time. So Back to the question that I made in the beginning, when was the last time you felt successful and how did that feel? So close your eyes for you watching on YouTube and for you listening on your favorite podcast app. Um, try to think first for yourself, how did that felt and when was the last time you felt successful? And I can imagine that many of you might be struggling right now to recognize when was the last time. Because, you know, I did the exercise myself uh, before, uh, before starting the podcast and it was really hard to remember one time in the, you know, in the past week where I felt successful or where I felt that I succeed in something. And I think that is because we rarely stop to think and evaluate what we are doing. We rarely take these moments of reflection where we think how we are progressing or whether we are progressing or not. And, you know, there are moments during the year where we actually sit down and do that. And these are normally imposed by 
culture or by our context. So for instance, at the end of the year, we all take, take time to reflect about uh, how we did that year. So, you know, towards Christmas or towards, um, you know, the end of the year, we sit down and we start doing our yearly balance or we start thinking of the goals for next year and at the same time we think of how we did that year right um and the same happens with our birthday especially when it's a round number uh we sit down and we evaluate uh how we are doing in life or in our work and these are the moments where i believe that we are the most introspective in that sense because we get to think for ourselves and to define how we are doing ourselves. Like we get to say, we did good, we didn't do good. Um, I succeeded in this, I didn't succeed in that. I would like to improve that. I would, I celebrate that I got to do this, right? And we define that ourselves. We get to think about, or we get to validate what we did ourselves, right? But Overall, I feel that this is not the norm. And let me elaborate on that. Like we normally outsource this to other people and we let others dictate how we are doing. So others, others get to decide and to define how good we are, right? And I see that with social media all the time, or I think that social media is like the best example of that. Um, social media has become a huge validation system where the amount of follower of followers is more important than the actual work we do. Um, and if someone has a lot of followers, we believe that it should be due to something, right? And this amount of followers or this amount of likes are validating something. And the same way we start doubting ourselves when we post something on social media and it goes unnoticed, right? And we start questioning, why, why didn't they like it? Was it so ugly? Or, um, you know, perhaps, perhaps it wasn't as good as I thought it would be um, or I should try better, right? So we start questioning ourselves based on validation that we get on social media, right? And... I speak about this with students all the time and I see that in myself too. Uh, we struggle with the fact that our work doesn't get all the attention we think it deserves. So we start doubting about what we do. Um, yesterday I asked on my Instagram account, I, um, I asked what defines your success? And if you go on my Instagram account right now, I think you can still see it. And I provided... As an answer to that question, I provided multiple choices for the followers. So they could choose with, uh, between what other people say about my work. So what defines my success? What other people say about my work? Number two, by doing things by the book. Um, number three, by the number of followers on, social on my social media account. And number four, none of this. And... And so most of the people answer none of this. Like it was striking. Like I would say like most of them actually said like none of this. And I know that if I drop that question on the YouTube channel right now or the YouTube chat right now, I think also most of you will say hey, none of this. And this makes a lot of sense. Like our first reaction to 
um, when we think about validation systems for our work and for ourselves and for our lives is definitely not social media. We wouldn't put social media um, as the first validation system or we should, we wouldn't put uh, what other people think as the first validation system. However, if you look at our behavior or your behavior as well, how many times have you doubted your work because someone said it wasn't that good or because you didn't get many likes on social media, right? Um, I know I have, and I know that this method of validation can ultimately affect the way we perceive ourselves. And what this comes down to is really that we as artists are constantly trying to look for validation of our work. And we need to find these measuring systems to understand how we are doing. So my idea for this podcast today is to go through this or the few methods that we have to sort of gain validation on our work and question them or think which other better ways there are to validate the things we do, right? Um, and, you know, I want to share with you some things at the end, some techniques that I personally use and I think can be really useful for you to determine whether you're moving forward with your work, whether you're, going, you're, you're progressing in what you're doing, right? Because there's not such a thing as reaching that thing or doing like the best work and like never pass forward that there's you know it's always a work in progress and you know that if you are you know a creator or you are creating something or you're an artist you know that there's like no limit to whatever you can do there's always room for improvement and despite this we need to find moments where we say hey I am doing good I am actually doing better than I used to, or I am progressing in what I do, because this is actually what keeps us motivated. If we see that there's some sort of progress in what we are doing, then it makes sense that we are doing it. And it, it you know, keeps us motivated to continue doing that, right? So first, I would like to speak about validation through external people. And the biggest validation method for that or validation system for that is social media actually and I don't really want to demonize social media on this podcast because I have to say that um, I tend to find value on social media platforms and I know that there are also a source of anxiety for all of us in a certain extent um, but for me there they were also personally a good way of validating my work and keeping me accountable when I was studying. Um, I also have to admit that social media is not what it used to be or they have become these very massive places where there's just a bunch, a lot of people. And the sense of community that I used to feel or many of us used to feel with social media is not there anymore. So I think um, or is a lot less. And I think that's perhaps a problem in terms of validating your work because the people you connect through social media or social media itself is not a place where you hang out with people you, you actually know, 
right? And um, most of the people that are there evaluating your work and um, liking your work or not are people who you're not connected to, right? Um, so, and the other thing about social media is that, you know, even with when we want to connect with certain people, sometimes we don't get to see what they are doing, right? So the algorithms decide what they show us and they might decide today that, that they won't show us the post of that person, that friend of us or that peer of us that we really care about and, um, and that we really want to see updates from. So in a way, this is a place where we don't have much control over what's happening, although we think we do. Um, and I think that sort of distorts our perception on um, on reality, right? Um, but nevertheless, I really don't want to demonize social media in terms of like, I think it's still a valid place to show your work. And I'm going to explain why I think it could be a valuable tool for you as an artist in terms of... Um, exercising or practicing some things that can be useful down the road for your own uh, path as an artist. Um, and I want to first like go down why this social media or this first platform that we are going to, this first validation platform that we are going to speak about that is social media and why it is that we are sort of missing that sense of community there in social media and why that is a problem in terms of you know becoming the most important validation system for our work um, and I don't know if you ha heard about this but there's a there's a British anthropologist called Robin Dunbar, and it is a very well-known uh, study. And he ran a study that concluded that there are limits to the number of friends and acquaintances that you can have as a person um, or that you can keep track of as a person. And the golden number is 150, which is normally way under our regular amount of connections on and followers on social media, right? So... This is the reason why social media turns out being a validation system that is too unattainable. It's just too big uh, because there's so many of us hanging out there um, that we lack the feeling of real connection. And oftentimes people even feel that they can become aggressive or do things they wouldn't do in normal life. So th you have like these haters that you know, would say something about your work just because they had nothing better to do. Like So in this when the, the group of people that is hanging out in a certain place is bigger than 150, they start sort of losing track of the actual real people that is in that community. So they start behaving in a way that um, that is uncommon or they wouldn't do in real life, right? And let me know in the chat if, uh, if social media is a validation system for you or, or you feel that you're using social media as a validation system and if that works for you um so do you feel that social media give you that feedback that you know you can base your success on uh, so i'm curious to read if um if you have any comments on the youtube chat but for you listening i think it's good if you think about this th stuff and you actually think of the last time you were on social media and you felt that 
feeling of like, oh, no one liked my picture or it's just a few people like this picture that I thought was so great. And, you know, how that works for you, right? Because sometimes we, we say that we don't really care about something, but at the same time, this has an impact on how we feel about ourselves. And I think it's, I think this podcast is just, or the topic of this podcast is a good place to think about this stuff, right? So I want to, you know, while I wait for for you to think about this and while I wait for the comments on YouTube, I want to throw some light on the flip side of social media because I think that the fact that social media is a big, big pool of people, um, essentially, yeah, it's actually like a big, it's a place where there's a lot of people hanging out, right? Um, and... This could be actually a great place for us um, or for yourself as well out there, right? Uh, because you can, I always feel that, you know, social media is a place where you can try a lot of stuff because um, it's a place where you are exposed, but not necessarily to people you know or to people you you feel have a say on the things you do. Um, so it could be really a good place to try out stuff and see the impact that that has on an audience. And what I mean with this is that it could be a place where you share your work without much thinking or without without much editing. And, um, and you know, it's, it's, I think it's a very good place to practice sharing your work often and get confidence at showing what you're doing, right? Because I think this showing your work is a practice that we as artists need to consciously work towards. And social media, I think, is a very good place to do that. Um, because, you know, it's, just, it's, it's, a, it's kind of like a, the window to a lot of people. Uh, it takes courage to do it. But at the same time, you're not really facing face-to-face -face these people and uh, or those followers. And you can actually try out stuff, right? And try not to like filter your work or try to get everything perfect be before you share something. So I think social media can be that platform where you practice that, where you practice putting yourself out there, um, which I think is so important as, as an artist to practice like... Um, those skills of showing your work and showing your work often um, because I think that that could be a first step towards something more important I think something important to measure your progress and success as an artist is feedbacks feedback and you need other people feedback to get better at what you do you need to have that outsider's perspective to find room for improvement in your work and perhaps social media is not necessarily the place to look for that feedback but it's that first step where you practice showing your work and you know, you give that first step and down the road, you will get that feedback, that one-to-one -one feedback that will help you um, move, make your work move, move forward. And I think that also showing your work or putting things out there allows you to get some sort of feedback on social media 
it's a very superficial feedback. It's a like or it's a comment. But if you can take that, you will be able to take deeper feedback down the road. And this deeper feedback is what you will always want to um, to strive for as an artist. And I will tell you a story later on about something um, that really changed um, my way of seeing my work and really changed my work and make, made it move forward because I was seeking for that feedback. Um, but I want to tell you something that happened to me recently um, that has to do with this idea of putting yourself out there. Um, I have... For some of you listening and for some of you on on uh, on YouTube, I have a private email, a private email list, and um, in this email list, in in this email list, I share every week um, a tip about lettering. It's called Lettering Tips Newsletter, and every week I share with my subscribers a tip to draw letters. By the way, you are invited to join us um, if you're a letter aficionado or you are a lettering artist or you're generally interested in letters, you can join us on martinaflor.com slash lettering tips. This is a free newsletter um, and you can join at any time. So the story I wanted to tell is that I send these emails every week uh, to my subscribers and I believe that they are really valuable and I know or I get the sense by some of um, the feedback of my subscribers that sometimes these emails touch them in some way, right? Even they provide them with a tip to draw letters or they even, sometimes they are a bit emotional or they have to do with something, with something motivational or it's a piece of inspiration. So they're very varied in their content. And um, oftentimes I get these answers from subscribers saying, hey, you know, thank you so much. This really, this is really what I needed today. Or, uh, hey, that was, that, that's something I didn't know and that really changed the way I draw that S or whatever. Um, and I love that kind of feedback because uh, I feel that it's just great to feel that something you do has an influence on someone's life. And the only way to achieve that is by putting that thing out there. So through my newsletter, what I'm doing is just putting something out there that I learned along the way and that might help my subscribers. And when I get that feedback, confirming that that's happening, then that's a great feeling saying like, okay, that's validating something that I'm doing. And that piece of feedback is keeping me you know, it's move, like motivating me to do, to continue doing, right? To continue doing that, right? But recently I received a, a reply from a subscriber that was really upset about something that I shared on one of my emails. And, you know, when I got her email, it really made me think and realize that she was right. And that what I wrote in that email wasn't entirely fair and could have been said in a different way and wasn't really re reflecting the way I thought actually and and I apologized to her and I also felt a little bit sorrow for a moment because when you put things out there you sometimes made mistakes you sometimes mess up and I think that the times where you do well and you have a positive impact on people 
are great opportunities to learn, but the times you hurt people are also great opportunities to learn. And I, you know, I celebrate both of them. And I was really grateful to learn something new from that interaction. So I know the next time that I would do it, I would do it differently. I would do it better. And this is, this was all this thing I learned was thanks to doing that. Because if you don't do it, if you don't put your work out there, then you will never be um, faced with what's good in you or what, you know, what are your, what is the room of improvement in you, yourself and your work. So I, I'm always appreciative of having the courage of putting things out there first and most of all. And see how that impacts on someone else's life. Sometimes it may impact positively and that's always my hope, but sometimes it can have a negative impact. And this is where I can, you know, learn something and do it better next time. So there's always, it's always a win-win situation. It's always a win situation where you put out something out there and you get that feedback either that feedback be negative or positive. You will always have that space to learn. Um, and, you know, this happens only when you put your work out there. And I think that social media is a great place to practice that, to learn to put your work out there, no matter what, no matter you get a lot of likes or two likes or whether people comment on your work or not, it doesn't matter. You just continue like, using that platform as a mean of putting your work out there and getting that feedback and using that feedback to move forward, right? So this is what I mean when I say that social media as a validation system can be very useful um, just to give that first step, um, which prepares for a deeper stage of validation that is peer feedback. So we are moving towards a second stage of validation. So first we started with this big one that has to do with social media as a validation system. Um, but then there's a deeper stage of validation that has to do with seeking validation from peers. And when you get feedback from peers, things will become more insightful and you definitely want that as an artist and a creative to move forward, right? Peers, um, or however you call that, peers could be friends, uh, could be teachers, uh, could be a community you're part of, um, could be friends, as, as I said, friends, and sometimes even family. Um, so these people will get a bit more deep in terms of the things they will share with you. And that is really good. They will be a lot more honest and a lot more open to just share whatever they are thinking about your work. Um, and I know that this is also really hard to take. <laughs> it's not always easy to take feedback or honest feedback for, from someone. But I remember that these interactions were the ones that definitely took my work forward in a big way. In fact, we recently had a podcast or I recently uh, hosted a podcast uh, with a friend and colleague of mine, the Italian calligrapher Giuseppe Salerno. He was my partner on a side project we started 
years ago uh, called Lettering versus Calligraphy. You might know, you might have heard about this project. If not, you can visit the project uh, on letteringversuscalligraphy.com. And I have to say that what I appreciate the most, or we got to say in that uh, in that episode, I think it's coming right after this live episode. Um, what we both said that we appreciated a lot about this project is actually the interaction between him and me. We were so honest with each other. We were so open to share what we thought without filter that it was such a refreshing way of getting feedback on your work. Um, he would do something and I would be so honest with him like, hey, this doesn't look good. Or, hey, you can improve that. Um, hey, what, have you thought of using this or that? And he was doing the same with me. And these real interactions between him and me were the ones that really improved my work. I remember that running that project, it was a very intense project. We, you know, lettering versus calligraphy was essentially an online battle that we, uh, that we did with our skills. And we were doing that in, uh, you know, periodically, actually we, doing, we were drawing letters every day and posting that on our website. Um, but I remember that the progress I made throughout those months because of the practice I was doing, because I was producing every day, but also because I was getting that very valuable feedback and very direct feedback from him. That was, I think, one of the biggest leaps in my um, creative skills. And other interactions that were positive to me were with teachers. I had, I have to say that I had very, you know, teachers in the very traditional sense of the word, um, you know, they will criticize my work technically and go straight to the point, no praise, no like, hey, this is beautiful, oh, that's so cool, nothing of that. However, they will always give me real feedback, really feedback, you know, they will, they will always give me real feedback and I really appreciate that. And I want to ask on the chat if you ever had a teacher that you remember in a good or a bad way um, and let, on, let us know on the on the chat why is that for you listening you can think of like those interactions that you have had in the past with teachers and colleagues and peers where you felt like hey this person is being really honest with me and I'm you know this bothers me a little bit um, but at the same time you know now looking back you can recognize that those interactions really help you down the road right or help you at that time and now looking back you realize hey that was actually very cool that they told me that even when it, I felt hurt in the moment right and I'm an educator myself And I find myself in this position often. Um, so for many of you watching on YouTube or listening to this uh, podcast, you may know that I run my own workshops and I run my own seminars and I have a signature course uh, in lettering called the Lettering Seminar where I train and guide my students uh, to improve their skills and uh, with lettering. And 
I say that I help them unleash their creative potential with letters. And throughout all these years of teaching, I have developed an approach to teaching that I think it's a bit different from what I got in art school. And, and so besides cultivating a critical attitude towards the work, which I think is super important that you have that critical eye towards your work, um, and that you have the tools to analyze whether you're doing well, where, where's the room for improvement. So this is something I really cultivate in my students and I teach them how to identify the problems and um, the room for improvement in their work. I also cultivate a culture for positive feedback uh, because I feel that to create great work, you need to understand what you're doing wrong and can be improved. And you also need to understand what you're doing great and should be enhanced. And what is your superpower or what are the things that are really unique to you? So my teaching has always this approach. And for my students, I act as a place of understanding these sides of their work, these two sides. So the room for improvement, but also what they are doing great. And I think that what I am for them is more a mirror of what they of the information they have already there uh, than actually someone who dictates what they should do next right um, and I think or I have learned throughout the times or throughout the years that this is a very healthy way of guiding someone throughout the process me as an educator but also when it comes to peers and giving feedback to colleagues that you try to always identify whenever you're giving feedback to someone to identify what's good there what is there that that person is doing good but um and at the same time what is you know what's the room for improvement that you don't only focus on the things that are bad and need to be improved but also spot or put the spotlight on the things that are good because they're equally important to move forward with your work. Um, so we were speaking or until, up until now, we were speaking about what, you know, how we measure our success and what are the ways to validate our work. And we went through social media as, you know, a place we, where we can get like a huge place with a lot of people where we can get superficial feedback in a way. And I propose using social media as a place to try yourself at showing your work and seeking for feedback often and sort of practicing this habit that I think is really necessary for you as an artist of showing your work and being exposed to what other people and what what other people say about your work, but not in the ter in terms of like just saying something, but actually being exposed to see what the impact of your work is in others. Sometimes will be, it will be positive, sometimes it will be negative, and I think both. Both are opportunities to learn something about your work. Um, then we touch on a second validation method, which is seeking for feedback from peers. And I think this one is a very valuable one 
that should be incorporated in your artistic workflow. Um, in one way or another, you can get feedback, you know, you can meet people um, or a group or a small group of people uh, that you trust their opinion and that's it. Like you can just create some sort of meeting where you um, uh, meet with peers and you get this feedback. You can create a smaller group. You can use social media to create a smaller groups. Uh, you can join um, communities. Uh, for instance, uh, we actually, actually something that is very valuable about um, the learning seminar is not only that, I, you know, I, as I said, I interact with my students as a, as a mirror of their, the information they have already there, but also that we all have a community where, you know, they share their work, they get feedback from their peers that are going through the same process, that are going through the same lessons, and that's super valuable. So always try to remember this this rule of, uh, or this study of um, uh, Dunbar, that is like always look for these smaller places where, you know, these places where the community is smaller than 150 people and you can um, create those real connections. Uh, so always strive for these smaller communities. And the feedback you can get in those places is deep and it's the one you need to improve, um, what needs to improve in your work and identify what's good. So the third one that I, I would like to touch on uh, tomorrow, uh, today is um, a couple of, you know, validation or validation systems that you can use yourself without the need of someone external. And before I move on to this, I want to look at the chat and see if there's any um, question that I, um, I could answer or help you with. So Stephanie is saying something so true. Like, I think we can all relate to this. Um, so you're saying, Stephanie, I like social media, but my success isn't determined by it. Not getting likes does stink sometimes. And I try not to take it to the heart. And I think, I think that's a very healthy way of looking at this. And I can totally relate to that. And I see as well how sometimes I fail at this. Uh, and although oftentimes we have this very clear, as I said before, the people or my, the followers on, on Instagram that answer that, you know, none of those were their validation systems uh, and they had other ways of defining their success. I think we sometimes think that is this way but the the reality of that is different and I see that in myself that I say like social media doesn't define my success at the same time uh, feedback from social media can totally have an impact on the way I perceive myself right so I think this is a very healthy way of seeing it and we need to take like pay attention to those um to those alarms when they happen, when we see ourselves like doubting ourselves because of social media, like ask ourselves again, hey, wait, I said that I wouldn't define my success um, through social media. Why, why am I feeling this way, right? Um, so going back to the chat, 
So Caro is saying, I'm creating a comic to de-stress myself. I'm putting, putting it on social media. Sometimes I regret posting it immediately, but I know that if I don't publish it after finishing, I will start judging it too much. That's such a good exercise, Caro. And I think it has a lot to do with uh, what I was mentioning before about using social media as a way to stop overthinking stuff, right? Um, so, Caro, what, what, what you're saying here is that you're creating something and you are trying to keep yourself accountable in terms of like sharing that right away without thinking much um, and you will just post a picture of that comic that you're creating on social media and try to do it right away so that you don't overthink it and because you know that if you overthink it you won't do it right and I think this is a great technique to actually start putting yourself out there and um, start getting those first that first feedback that as I said on social media is kind of superficial and shouldn't define your work but that's the first step towards seeking for more deep um, feedback which you can obtain from peers or closer connections like teachers or family or friends right so as I said the third validation method that I would like to touch on today before we close this solo episode is your own validation. Um, and here with this validation method where you are the boss or you're the judge, um, you get to decide how much progress you're doing. And I want to share two techniques with you that I think are or can be very useful and I hope they are very useful. Both of them have to do with documenting your work and each of them will require different levels of commitment. So choose the one you're ready to commit to, right? So what I'm saying here is that they have different levels of um, commitment in terms of work you have to put in. So choose the one that works better for you. So one of the systems is journaling about your work. And I know that many of you are now rolling your eyes thinking, oh, I'm not good at journaling and I was never, a never able to keep a journal. And I get that. Uh, but this is not a journal in the regular sense. This is more like a scorecard. And it's not about writing tons of or many sheets of paper about what you did uh, during the day. Um, but it's about like just taking notes about a specific steps, a, a, a specific stuff. And these are three things. So every day you will write on a journal. You can use an old book and you can also use a digital one. I actually have a digital one. It's an app and you can, in this app, you can actually write the prompts that you want. And, um, the prompts should be just three, right? So the first thing you're going to write is what did you do in relation to your work? So for instance, I created this, I created that. The prompt could be, what did you, what did you do today? Right. And then you can write, I did this illustration or I, uh, created a postcard for a friend. The second prompt should be, 
uh, what would you improve? So you can write below. Next time I will make the serifs bigger or next time I will use a different composition. Um, so that's the second prompt. The third prompt is what did you do great? So you can write the color scheme was awesome. The, the flourishing was really on point. So the, you know, the decorative elements that I use are really nice. So this, this is all you need to journal about. So every day uh, you can answer to these three prompts. Like what did you do? What will you improve? And what did you do? Great, right? So this will allow you to see your progress and see how your per your perception of your work shifts, right? And you start seeing the patterns in what you create and you will start also, yeah, sort of keeping track of how you're doing, right? So this is essentially a way of keeping track of how you're doing. And um, there's a, in business, there's a quote that says that everything that is tracked can be improved. The same happens with your creative process and your creative work. If you track whatever you're doing and the things you're doing repeatedly, you are a, you will be able to improve um, your work, right? So you will be able to spot the things that, you're, that you need that need to be improved and spot the things that need to be kept or you know that you need to continue doing, right? So that's one technique. The other technique is a bit more long-term, I would say. So in this one, what you will do is to document everything you do. Um, so you will save every single drawing, every single piece of paper, every digital drawing that you do with dates, um, and you will also add categories to that. This is how I do it. And this is the one I personally use and as I said, this requires a little bit of work in terms of like unit folders. In my case, I have a lot of uh, physical work or I have a lot of hand sketches. So I use physical folders where I save my uh, sketches and I document what these sketches are about or which project they belong to or and which date for which client. Uh, in fact, I have on my Instagram, on the highlights of my Instagram account at Martina Flor, I have one story or one highlight where I show exactly how I document or how that looks on my um, shelves. So I get to show you or I show you how, you know, how those folders look and how, um, how do I create these labels and yeah, how do I go about documenting my work so you can actually check it on my instagram account is in one of the highlights i think it's called like documenting process or something like this so if you keep track of this work or if you keep track of your work which i think is so important i know that many artists just you know throw away most of the work they do like if they don't like something they created like they tend to throw it away and i think it's so relevant for your own progress and your own perception of success to keep 
those steps because those steps are those that are the ones that actually took you to where you are right now and you will be in a different place in a couple of years right now and seeing those steps allows you to understand how you move forward right so what i do that is that at the end of every year you will open those folders uh so once you document those or you keep track of all those that production of yours um you will open those folders and see what you have been doing chronically so uh, sorry chronologically chronically as well so you you check what you have been doing throughout that year right so this way you will visually get to understand what your progress ha has been so you will look at the work you did in the past year or in two years from now and you will realize how good you can do it today so if you if you compare something that you did or a sketch that you did this year with a sketch that you did three years ago if you kept track of that if you documented that in folders and you kept it and you didn't throw it away you will really get to see the progress in fact this is a an exercise that i do with my students at workshops when we do like one day workshops or a couple of hours workshops like or six hours workshop um what i do at the end is that i make them lay down their process and i think what what strikes them the most is to see how they got to step from step one to step 30 to see those steps together is where they actually when they see those steps together or next to you know side by side they get to understand oh my god i really did a lot of progress and that was just six hours imagine if you would do that two years from now right imagine if you will compare something you do today with something you did two years from now that's that's where you really realize like hey i really have made a leap in my work right so documenting your work in this with this method is really you know is really great it's really a way of understanding whether you're moving forward or not most of the times you will notice that there's progress even even when your production hasn't been enormous you will get to see that there's progress between one year and the other and this is what gives you actually an understanding of your or how you have been improving your skills right and what i think is great about this is that it's not an external validation uh, on your work and your progress is something that you created yourself that you get to analyze yourself and you get to see by yourself without the need of someone external and i always encourage everyone to find ways of validating what you're doing yourself first right to understand what your value is first um, and then go seek for external validation because we all need in some extent external validation and that's fine it means that we are humans and that we like to interact with other people and we like other people liking us but we first need to 
learn to like ourselves and like our work before putting whatever people like about us first, right? Um, and I want to give you these techniques today because I think that for people like us, creatives, uh, people that feel deeply connected with what they do, I feel deeply connected with what I do. I feel it's my identity and I'm happy that people recognize me for the work I do. And I know that this is something or it's a common sentiment across creatives. And it is important for us to find ways to define success on our terms, to, beca to become sort of advocate from our, for our own progress, right? Um, otherwise, otherwise, we are really vulnerable to any comment, any feedback, any like on social media, and that shouldn't be the defining factor on the work we do. If we have a measuring system in place and we do that consistently, we get to see where we are, we are able to understand um, other people feedback also in a different way. We are standing in a different way to receive that feedback in a positive way, right? I hope this is making sense for all of you. Um, if you have any comments, you can drop them on the chat. Um, in the meantime, I will move on to the other segment of this um, podcast we normally have today is a very spe special podcast because I'm I'm alone in the podcast today and I have no guests so this next segment is going to be very short um, this is the segment of um, where we give our listeners an inspirational quote uh, if you have been listening to this podcast for a while you know this segment already we all love quotes and especially lettering artists most of our our audience are lettering artists um, we provide a quote to our listeners that we later put on our show notes so that you can share them on social media and the quote that i prepared for today is that it's a quote that i share in one of our episodes that I think are coming next, um, that the episode with Giuseppe Salerno. Um, and is success lives in what you can control. And this relates to what I was just speaking about, about creating those validation systems where you are in control, where you can define for yourself whether you're going, doing good or not. If you can see and can validate your own progress, that is success. You just need to be able to create those systems so that you gain that validation from yourself, right? And the last segment of our podcast is called Better Now. In this segment, we share something that we are really happy about or something that has impacted our lives lately um so normally our guests share some project they have been working on that they're really happy about or they share something that happened to them personally or some workshop they're offering in my case i want to share that i'm going to spend the next two weeks in barcelona with my family barcelona is like I call it my second home. Um, and I, as you know, I live in Berlin, but I was born in Argentina. And 13 years ago, I moved to Barcelona to study. And that experience was really um, pivoting in my life. Um, it didn't only make me fall in love again with 
with graphic design, which I had felt out of love uh, in the previous years. Uh, but it also made me start, you know, I remember that city as, the, as a place where I felt that I was starting a path towards where I am today. And um, it is like a ha very happy place for me. And I'm really looking forward to uh, go to Barcelona and spend some days there. Uh, of course, the language has a lot to do with that because I'm a Spanish native speaker um, and I feel also very compatible with the people there, the food, everything, the beach. So I'm really looking forward to spend that time there. So I hope this solo episode was useful for you and that you got a lot of value from it. Um, and this is the end of our show. Um, it was really great to do this live podcast with you. I appreciate everyone who shares something on the chat. Um, and, you know, it was great to also get to talk to some of you live. Uh, thank you so much for all those that are listening um, and for joining today to this live uh, podcast. So you can find me, the host of the show, on social networks, at Martina Flor on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have a question or comments, go to martinaflor.com slash podcast, where you can see previous episodes and find show notes. You can also send us a voice memo with your comments and questions about any of the episodes, and we will play it in future shows. You can also watch these episodes on YouTube like you're doing right now. And you can just go to martinaflor.com slash YouTube to find them. You can, of course, listen to all our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. If you love this episode, subscribe to this podcast. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all of you for watching on YouTube. And see you on the next episode of Letter Now. Bye-bye. Thank you.